0: Hello and welcome to Homespun Wisdom Talks with my s- neighbour s- neighbor? With Daniel Confino and myself Sarah Sharman Daniel, I just about got through that intro today yeah, you must be suffering from heat exhaustion. Something's going on. Oh, anyhow, we are here. Why don't I just pre-record
1: those intros? We oh, wouldn't have the same danger, you know. People thrilled to the fact that something could go wrong. Mm. It's like watching a high wire act with you, Sarah, <laughs> with no with no safety net.
2: <gasps> Ooh, oh, Monsieur
1: La Poste has stopped. Could be exciting. We're waiting for some things for our fridge. Oh. A new fridge which has got some racks for wine bottles because basically we use fridges for booze rather than most normal things. So, um, this could be the delivery of three extra inserts for the fridge that carry wine bottles. Oh, I could have sent you mine one. Mm, well, oh, yes, yes. Here he comes. Uh, Bonjour, Monsieur le Facteur. Bonjour. Bonjour. Vous avez un cadeau pour moi, oui? S'il vous plaît. Merci. Oh, yes, it's perfect. Look at that excitement and hear the excitement in Daniel's voice. And Monsieur Le Facteur, you know, you have to be careful how you say that in French. That is the postman, Monsieur Le Facteur. (laughs) Oh wow. You remember the joke about Max Factor, don't you?
0: Yes, yes.
1: That's how the Avon lady got pregnant, because Max did that to her. Satisfaction guaranteed. Uh Oh, look at you, Daniel. We are so happy. What? You
0: could have missed him if you weren't sat out in your van.
1: Well, he'd have gone to the door or something. I
0: and mean, uh, you would have been in the garden and he wouldn't I mean, maybe, maybe you could
1: just do that. Sit outside somebody's house in your camper van and just take parcels in, not for them. You know, <laughs> just to steal them. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, well, yes, you've got to be careful about your stuff, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Um, particularly when you're moving, you know, and there's a lot of toing and froing and you never know who to trust you know who's coming into your house all those movers and and so forth have you ever had to move house or move furniture or
0: oh daniel i have moved so many times from my first year of uni so to say stage school i moved every year first year i moved second year i moved third year i moved then i graduated i didn't move i was like let me just stay put then i do you moved do you have
1: any um, wisdom to share about you know, the best way to organize moves and what to do, the do's and don'ts.
0: Oh, I the think lessons learned. Yeah, definitely.
1: I've so, moved so okay. many
0: times. I think there was one time I moved three times in the space of two months. Whew.
1: Did the earth move for you?
0: I wish it did. <laughs> I needed to speak to miss <laughs> To Mr. Max Factor.
1: Well, yeah, anyhow. Or, so, the, yeah, or, the, or, or you can come over to France and there's Monsieur Le Facteur. That's
0: it. Uh, Maybe you can post him here.
1: Um, he doesn't know. He's been on a podcast now. Yeah. Uh, so moving house, yes, moving house. that is uh, a business. How many I mean, times have you done
0: got, it in your life?
1: Oh, I mean, all that uni business you're talking about is yeah, mm. an element of that. Although I, I didn't, I'm not sure how I did that. Um, but I mean, we, we've moved house one, two, three times. Um get to where we are today so that's three times
0: whilst you've been with jane
1: yeah and the downsizing business is 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 the one you don't want to remember that much because it's Mm. it's the most awkward you know it's easy when you're going from a smaller to a bigger place there's plenty of room yeah when you're going from a bigger to a smaller place you've got to think much harder took us months to get ourselves organized in the new smaller place but there we are we did it yes it's a stage in life where if you don't do it the kids have to do it when you're gone and they don't do it very nicely Uh, and so one of the things I've been doing is making sure that things that are important are put beyond that stage where they won't throw them away okay you know making Mm. them beautiful memorable sort of thing that if you picked it up you'd think oh this is interesting not the sort of thing you pick up and think bin right you know when they've got those three things there the charity box the bin and the divide amongst themselves you know you don't want it anywhere near the bin or the charity box Yeah, you want them to think this is something that they should keep yes i so think there's, there's an element
0: to of- that that i've gone through as well i mean yeah. my parents downsize but i have lived in my flat for 10 years my housemate jack who lived moved out last year had been here nine years and pippa who just moved out yet yesterday or recently we should say on the show uh has been here seven years so you can just imagine how much stuff we've accumulated and throughout Mm. those years we've had several other people live with us I think Meg was here for about four or five years Stevie was here for two or three and every time someone moves they generally don't take everything with them
1: (laughs) oh yeah I've heard that somewhere earlier today um yes um well because they, they leave behind their mistakes and the things they don't really want, you know, rather than disposing of them thoughtfully.
0: Uh, well, then um, I think in my case, because it's shared household and being a household of performers, I think sometimes they think they're coming back. If they've gone on tour for a year, they think, well, I'll come back, but then they'll find somewhere else. So then we're like, well, we've still got this, but then they'll come around and get it. Or it's that category charity, bin they'll come and get it, like it'll survive its
1: life. Mm -hmm. I think everyone should go through their stuff regularly and just weed out all the dross they're just keeping. But we've we've discussed this elsewhere, Mm. you know, when we've discussed things like ownership versus rental, uh, which we thoroughly recommend to anyone that hasn't listened to it, which will help you make good choices in life.
0: Yes, that Uh, episode has got me thinking. So I was like, oh, do I want to continue renting and have that... You know, ease of if something goes wrong. It's a good episode. Take a listen. I don't need to explain it. Tune in. Get our
1: numbers up. um, Don't we have a little song reference for the whole joys of moving? Oh, yes, we do. We do indeed. And for anyone who thinks Wright Said Fred was a band in recent times, no. It's a song by Bernard Cribbins on the subject of moving a piano. Off you go, Sarah.
2: Said Fred, both of us together, one each end and steady as we go. right to shift it, couldn't even lift it. We was getting nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea. And right,
1: uh, let it run, Sarah, let it run.
2: Up comes Charlie from the floor below. After straining, even complaining, we was getting nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea, and Charlie had a think, and he thought we ought to take off all the handles, and the things what held, the candles, but he did no good, well, I never thought it would, all right, said Fred, have to take the feet off to get them feet off, wouldn't take a moe. Look, it's paid off. Even the seat off. Should have gone somewhere, but now So Fred said, "Let's have another cup of tea," and
0: we said, "Right on." Wow. We well, much- now <laughs> have
1: to discuss discuss that academically to avoid being sued. Uh, so yeah, I mean, basically, what he's saying is, you know, you, once you, once you get into something, I actually had the same experience. I helped my. My sister and her then new newish husband moved to a place in Regent's Park. Mm. She was at the London, she was at the, um, what's the, not the London School of Economics. Anyway, um, the, there's a business school right by Regent's Park. The London Business School. <laughs> 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 so obvious. So obvious when you think about it. And they had a very narrow entrance above a shop. You know how you, if you've got a place above a shop, there's a narrow corridor running down the side of the shop then you go up the stairs and above right yes and they had this nice dining room table and the way whatever way we worked it it wouldn't go in with Mm -hmm. the leg there was one leg that just wouldn't work And, and Leslie her husband gave me permission and I sawed off the base of this leg and it, it then went in and then I re-glued it and joined it professionally for them. But even to this day, they they have the same table. <laughs> and the legs survived. I, sort of, I, I, I hike up the tablecloth just to check that, you know, everything's good down there. You know, and with a table leg, of course. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, yeah, it survived. And it's, it's got that little, you know, I did a pretty good job, actually. I mean, uh, but it was just, and sometimes you get into that position where you just have to take, you know, a saw to something. I mean, of course, if you've got dismountable furniture, you can take the legs off or something, but that one was old style and, you, you know, there was nothing for it. It was going to be left outside or I was going to take a couple of inches off the leg and, and I, I doweled it properly. You know, I'm, I'm good like that. I did a proper join. Amazing. And it survived all these years without incident.
0: Not some, like, Ikea rubbish that.
1: No, I'm not, not a great fan of Ikea rubbish. <laughs> um, Although, you know, I did use some of it, but ever since I've had that rant on them about flat-packed brains mm. and not cutting a vertical, they've not been very nice to me. Oh no! No, well, uh. they don't. They, they don't like me anymore. I don't think.
0: I thought it would have changed things.
1: Well, they got they got a bit upset with my rant. I think you know. Oh wow! Apparently nobody's been going to their shops anymore. It's just been like a global boycott. <laughs>
2: And
0: that's ranked our top episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, what, I think sometimes these things get through to people. It may not be that it's had, you know, a global audience of millions, but they've listened to it. Yeah. And they know they were wrong. And they know I was right. And they, you know, I, f- I hope they're feeling chastened about it. Mm. Won't do something stupid again like they did there. But yeah, so moving, I mean, the other thing about IKEA furniture is you can't take it to pieces and put it back together, it'll never work all those little fittings they just go in the one time and if you ever take them out it'll never be the same again
0: i mean i did take apart two ikea wardrobes the other week and i sold one of them and i (laughs) i've not heard from them but hopefully it has gone back together Mm. like soundly but uh moving i i wouldn't want to move those those furnitures. I ended up moving the giant wardrobe. I did say to the buyer, you have to come and collect it with a top floor flat. I don't want to be involved in the the moving of it, but they were yeah. late. And I thought, well, I'm not waiting I mean, around. What,
1: um, Hannah moved, uh, our daughter, Hannah, who lives in Israel, mm-hmm. moved recently and she really wasn't looking forward to it. And, and then she got a quote from a removal company that said, with a crane, you know, she's, I think she was going to move on, live on the fifth floor. In a new apartment block and they said a crane i thought god hannah that's going to cost a fortune but no it didn't apparently in israel they all have this system where they have balconies facing the street okay. which is quite often the case these days they put these balconies on these apartment blocks don't they yeah and they have big sliding windows leading onto the balcony
0: right. so
1: rather than taking everything in and going in the lift and all that hiking around what they do is they have this special you know, designed um, crane system that attaches to the balcony with a conveyor-type lift. And they just put things on the conveyor and they just get whisked up to the fifth floor where they get taken off and taken through the big sliding windows and straight into the apartment. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so practical. In- it's so brilliant. I mean, what what is everyone else thinking when they don't do that? You know, all this manhandling of stuff, chopping legs off tables and all the rest of it.
0: Yeah. Well, a well, crane. My friend- a crane is a great idea, but yeah, chopping things off. Pippa, who's just recently moved, was stressing. She was like, I have to buy a box sofa because the hallway's so narrow to get it up to the flat. She was like, I, it's just, I'm restricted on what I'm buying for the flat. But if they had a crane, mind you, I don't think she's got a balcony in the windows.
1: Mm. Yeah, You can create, I used to know... Um, I think we've talked about Vanborough Castle, have we before? Briefly, Which is yeah. the, the, the lovely house at the side of Greenwich Park that was built by John Vanborough, the playwright. Mm. I used to have a friend who lived there. We nearly all died in a fireworks uh, disaster. <laughs> yes. yes. we talked about that, I think.
0: Yes, we have. Um,
1: and um, this chap was really good. He used to be able to take out one of the sash windows. Because mm. they only have a bit of what's called staff and parting beading. It's, if you knock it out, you can put them back quite easily. Right. And then he he had built this kind of winch thing that went over the lower part of the window. So he so it was held in place over the window ledge. And he could just winch stuff up uh, from the outside in through the window. Mm-hmm. So you can do that, you know, through, if you have a decent sized sash window, uh, you can put a little winch there and, uh, and winch stuff up oh. um, rather than taking it through the house. So, you know, I'm not sure whether that would work with the sofa. Um, so, yeah. There are some sofas that come to pieces more than others. I think IKEA wants to actually. as a matter of interest. Yeah, so you can take off the back or gross. the arms. No, mm. we don't really want to promote IKEA, do we? No, no. not until they've apologized to me. I'm waiting. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear>. oh. <laughs> wait. But um, um, so
0: moving. I've recently moving. there's been change of events in our house. So as I said, Pip has been here seven years. I'm a bit baffled because she had a clear out not so long ago and then going through her stuff, she was clearing more things out. I was like, gosh, where's all this stuff coming from? And it's like, it's a never ending. And then I start looking around my room because I was like, oh God, what have I got for when I move? How am I going to do this? Ah, that's a good uh, topic, exactly how. So I'm, I'm noting everything around the house. I'm like, oh, all those 20 plants are mine oh, that cabinet's mine, just there listing things already and make sure I don't forget anything. But Pippa's method, her partner was her, not her partner, her new housemate that she was going to be moving in with was like, oh, you really need a method of moving things, like categorize it. Pippa's method was not a method. (laughs) Hers was pull everything out and then work through it. Whereas my method and her friend's method would be, okay, here's all my books. Let's box those first. Here's this. Let's box that first. Hmm.
1: But then that's the... We had had to have a major cull. I I was visiting the Oxfam bookshop in Greenwich, you know, several times um, to give them large plastic cases of books that we'd read and we knew some people want them just to display their huge knowledge. Mm. But I, I get that from talking to people. They think, "Oh, you must have read a lot of books, Daniel." You know, doesn't seem to be much on the bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. But there I am. It's in my head, and I'm not going to read them again at this stage in life. But you kept the but first yeah, editions. A move is a great opportunity to, to look at your stuff and decide what you really want to take with you. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, you, you accumulate stuff in a, in a uncontrolled way. But but then, yeah, the um, I've got great packing tips. You know, I mean, we, we had so much art. One of the great ways of packing was to get two pictures and mm. put a piece of cardboard between them, two similar sized ones. Right. Put them face to face so the glass was facing inwards and the backing was facing outwards. And then I found this kind of reel of tape that they use, which has got a handle on it. It's about four inches wide. It's a like cling film, really. It's not intrinsically sticky, but it sticks to itself.
0: Okay. So it's not like
1: sellotape, which has stickiness to it. It yeah. sticks to itself like cling film. Nice. So you can just take this thing with a handle and go round and round things. So you don't mm-hmm. need to use sticky tape, which is often damaging anyway, to think. It is. And I got—I drove everyone mad with this stuff. I was buying reels and reels of it from Staples. Those lovely people, got no argument with them. Thanks, Staples. <laughs> I've got a lovely business account with you. And you keep offering me chocolates when I finish shopping. I think, no, neither do I want an executive mini iron. You know, so, I mean, what are you thinking? Just wanted the stuff I wanted. You know, all so well, these people trying to push stuff on you at the end, you think, no. Even yeah. If it's cheap, I don't want it. And that's it. And that was my father's great thing. You know, if you don't want something, it's expensive at any price. And if only you'd followed yeah. that line of reasoning, you wouldn't have all this junk in your life.
0: Exactly. If you bought
1: because it was cheap at the time. But anyway, yeah, it's a great chance to get rid of things, give them away. Mm. And you you obviously have been the beneficiary of that because you used to pick stuff up from our wall where we put it out for anyone yes. that passed yeah. by and could make better use for rehoming it. So well, that's, that's a it. nice thing to do.
0: And then I started to sell your belongings, which I was doing for Pippa as well. I was looking at stuff. I was like, you can get money for that. You can get money for that. Yeah. So it, I've got a corner in the house full of her stuff that I've listed online and people are buying.
1: Yeah, that's so, yeah, no, a good thing to do. I mean, yeah. And there are people who are, you know, don't have a lot of money who are very grateful. I mean, I, I know that Jane sold a, a small table we had. Mm. Uh, for not much money at all and this lady I think she she did sewing she had a sewing machine and this table you felt it really changed her life mm-hmm. you know I mean like she couldn't have afforded a new one I mean, it wouldn't have been a lot of money but you don't know what people have got Yeah. for her 20 quid 50 quid that could be the difference between you know big decisions for her yeah you have to respect that fact that some people you know live in on a budget and and the fact you can change their life for the better by letting them have a table that you don't need for a a few quid is is a lovely thing to do it really is and um so yeah moving has all those that that potential but it's got a lot of stress associated with it and it takes a long time to settle down in a new place where do things fit naturally especially in the kitchen
2: Mm. you're trying
1: to work out where things should go they're in the right places you expect to find something i mean one of the worst things i find is going and working in somebody else's kitchen and not knowing where anything is not being able to find things. It's, it's like a little nightmare. Um yeah, so um moving. Um and we, we need to discuss that song, you know, right said Fred, otherwise we'll get sued. Did we discuss it academically? I think we discussed sawing off legs. Throwing Actually, if you listen to legs. more of that song, they start dismantling the house. Oh. You know, they take they take down the doorway and then <gasps> then bits of the wall to get this piano in. I mean you, at some point you have to just stop messing around and recognize that you're not going to do it you know things aren't going to fit
0: yes Um, I like how they they always just stop for a cup of tea
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's well a cup of tea is a moment to reflect on what you're trying to do (laughs) otherwise you can get yourself so you know engrossed in something so you know angry that you're just Mm -hmm. gonna force it and force it and push it harder and it's not going to work, you know. Some things just do not fit, and you can try any which way you, you want, turning it, doing it upright, doing it horizontally, you know, angles, and mm. sometimes things just won't make that turn, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to make a turn to get through a doorway, right?
2: That's You it. know, the
1: long thing, and it just just, it just won't happen. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, um, you're turning, you're tilting. No, take it back towards me. No, no, no,
1: no. It... I mean, it really is worth having professional movers. You know, we, we, we did a bit of it ourselves and have professional movers for some of it and uh, yeah they really different work in a different way you know they're, they're really good people
0: oh well that's a tip I can give for people who are going to use professional mo- movers because Pippa hired some she was after she'd done her packing she thought I'm not actually lifting another thing out of this place I'm just going to hire someone because she just had enough but she'd done her list her inventory oh. Scent. My sweet.
1: I've got a cold coffee here. Oh, thank you so much.
0: Look at that. Oh, that looks mm. delicious.
1: For oh, Jane, yes. this arrived from Monsieur Le Facteur. Well, oh, she's going to be excited now. <laughs> oh, I've got a cold coffee with ice.
0: And then just what you need on a hot day. But yes, top tip for when you're hiring movers make sure everything that you want to be moved is on that list because. If you add to it, they charge you again. Yeah. So Mm. what do you always say, Daniel? Measure twice, cut once. Yeah. So same thing here, check that list. It's a bit like Sansa. He's making a list, he's checking it twice. And then, yeah, just make sure everything gets moved. But I'm thinking of moving. This is uh, Mm. going back to my looking around the flat, seeing what's mine, what isn't mine. Because I'm about to have a whole new, like, people in here. I don't know them. They're coming with new things. So I'm trying to move as much stuff out, get rid of it, take it to charity, put it outside on the wall of stuff that has been left here over the years, or just message my old housemates, my friends, and be like, hey, guys, there's this memorabilia from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that you were in. Do you still want it? if they say nope it goes outside
1: yeah you know I, I keep finding things which i put on the family whatsapp and saying if anyone wants this let me know in the next 48 hours otherwise
0: oh a time frame gone. yes daniel good idea
1: yeah you have to have a deadline otherwise they just drag on and on and on yes um mm. yeah so i think that um the physical side of moving is, is pretty awful. You know, you've got to learn to lift things properly. There's a certainly look at, online at the, the, the crouching position and, and taking things up on a straight back and not leaning over things and trying to pull them up with a bent back. That, that's going to give you, you know, if you throw your back out, that's going to, you're going to be punished forever for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have to be careful. Also, I had a, like most men, you know, a problem with the hernia if you're not careful. <laughs> um, I've got a yeah, funny story
0: about that. Hernias. I went to the doctor once telling him I thought I had a hernia, and apparently women don't get hernias.
1: Hmm, that's true.
0: Hmm.
1: Well you didn't know that. that
0: I didn't know that. I was I was doubled over and I'd seen the episode of Friends when Joey had had a hernia. It's like, no, I feel just like Joey. I can't stand up straight.
1: Yeah, I, was... I think doctors must hate it when people come along with their own self-diagnoses, having looked things up on Google or whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like everyone's a bloody genius these days because they can Google something. It must be really these people who spent the you know half their life qualifying and learning about this stuff. Just have some complete idiot. <laughs> Self-diagnosed, it must really piss them off. I mean, I I get that same feeling when people try and do their own mergers and acquisitions. You know, Uh, that's what I do for a living. They think it's so easy, isn't it? You know, you just sell your company. I mean, what's the problem? Yeah. Uh yeah, They find out eventually, and then they come back to you when it's like a bag of bits and say, I took this apart, but I don't know how it goes back together. Can you help? Oh, gosh. I mean, thankfully,
0: in this position with the doctor, he wasn't annoyed with me. I think he was just trying hard not to laugh. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, these days they can't afford to do that because you might be presenting <laughs> as a man or oh, in some yes. transitional stage. You know, they have to be so careful not to offend you. Yeah. I mean, who's what these days? Mm. I mean, I was in a queue at the airport for the security, and this is a long time ago now, I suspect, a couple of years, and, um, and the, the chap running the, the conveyor into the scanning machine, you know, was sort of just joking and said, ladies first to this lady, and we were sitting next to each other. And I said, no, no I, I'm also a lady. And he had to do a double take, you know, because you have, you can't just say, don't be an idiot, because then you get sued, or <gasps> oh, sacked, yeah, or cancelled, yeah. or your oh. life is ruined. He, it's not even fair for me to make that joke. I had to quickly withdraw it, so he knew it was a joke, because, you know, God forbid.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, dear. What a complicated world we live in. So Moving.
0: Moving. And then, so you've moved, and now you've got to put everything in, or people have moved out. Then you've got to rearrange things. Feng shui. Do people? Do you consider a bit of feng shui? Do you use that in your home, or is it all aesthetic and practicality?
1: Well, I, yeah, no. I think we all have a sense of feng shui in, um, in that there is a relationship between stuff. You know, that, I mean, I, I, I have, I think, one of the best eyes. That, composition you know, like when I'm doing photographs and when I'm mm. arranging photographs in an album I can immediately see what needs to happen because of the movement of the, the, the I'm like the art director I want to control your your eye movement so I, in fact I had um, Hugh bowling round the other day who's taken up painting oh, nice. covid and he's doing quite nice jobs he's following some chap who's got an online course and he, he's actually you know got got control of the paint now you know he can make things do what he wants but what, what I pointed out to him was he's got no control over the art direction I just looked at the lines he had done and I went straight out the picture there's nothing to bring me back and it totally failed to see that you need to have strong colors in the foreground and going towards gray in the far distance mm. he had the same strong colors in the foreground as in the far distance so the thing just looked like a two-dimensional flat plane right. rather than a three-dimensional painting with depth and this was all news to him. Now, why is mm. that relevant to anything? I don't know. But um,
0: It's to see how yeah, things um, lay out.
1: Yeah, when, when you're talking about feng shui, and, and, mm. and, and what appeals to me, mm. to my sense of you know, visual literacy, I think I can use that expression, Yeah. Um, is yeah, I'm very fussy about that. In fact, Jane and I had furious rows when we were putting the albums together. Because mm-hmm. my view on how the pictures should be arranged and her view on how the pictures should be arranged, and yeah, we had some terrible arguments about it. We mm-hmm. actually had to put down the photo corners, close the albums, and go and do something else for a few days oh, before we God. could come back. <laughs> before we could come back to it, uh, because I'm so intolerant of that. Mm. Yeah. And, I and found are that these
0: I'm... albums yeah. on display? Have you got somewhere that they live now?
1: We did three massive albums for each of the four kids. We did 12 huge albums. Yes. And they were a piece of work. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, we 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 came to a compromise. You know, Jane Jane doesn't like arranging things straight. Hmm. So if she's got four pictures to arrange on a page, she'll do them all at sort of wacky angles. I get that to a certain Yeah, I like as, that. As long as that has its own logic and isn't just random, it's a, it's a way of doing things.
0: Yes. But these albums, do you have them on display where they catch someone's eye and go oh
1: no no they're private things for, for each of the four kids okay so yeah no they're, they're just you know I mean I took up the trouble to make the pictures frame each picture compose each picture print each picture mm. so I I think I have some rights and how they're then finally put to rest yeah in the album so um yeah but um how's all this got anything to do with moving feng shui, feng shui yeah, there's a sense of aesthetics. You, you know, some people have a cluttered existence. Yeah. Some people have a minimal existence, and yeah. there are people in the middle. Um, and we've talked about order versus chaos before. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that there's a certain, you know, the, there's a certain right rhythm to, to living in a house mm. where you expect certain things to be, you know, and <laughs> um, and so when you rearrange your new when you move and you, you go to a new place, you've got to go through that process of finding, everything has to find its natural place. And sometimes you have to move things around quite a lot till you're happy with it. Yes. Does the sofa go against this wall? Does the sofa go against that wall? You know, what about yeah. the table?
0: Or if you can't move, you just rearrange the furniture, which was what I was doing this morning in the lounge. Just trying it yeah. out. We'll see how it goes. I might move it all back to how it was. I mean,
1: your, your, your lounge looks a bit like a doctor's waiting room. Yes. If I may say.
0: I mean, it's a shared house. If it was just me on my own, it would be really quite different. Why don't you try bringing a sofa out in, into the middle of the room and putting something behind it? You know, I generally, when I'm watching a film, I do pull it
1: forwards. Yeah, I mean, the idea of having everything against a wall is, you know, it's kind of, you can do, you've got a big room there. You could do something quite different.
0: Yes. But I'll um, have to uh, consult with the others. I, I mean, even now, I've moved the TV to the corner of the room, so it's at a better angle. So you're not watching TV with your head turned well, to one side. I'm going
1: to, take, I'm going to put a whole new take on the word moving, if I may. So. Okay. And that I found that when I bought a house down in Kent and there was a big ground floor open space that was part of what was going to be a live work unit, I put everything on wheels. So all the wardrobes, which Barry made, Barry Yard, for anyone that listened to a podcast interview with him, everything was on wheels, so you could rearrange the room to your heart's content, you know, with lockable huge casters, so everything was on wheels, and you could just move the whole place around to your heart's content, and, it, and the guy that's living there now did a very different arrangement from the previous guy, you know, but they loved the idea that you could do that.
0: Yeah, that's genius. That's fantastic. And, you
1: know, well, Barry and I often work on, on you know, interesting concepts like that,
0: mm.
1: and uh, yeah, that was, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Oh. so moving yes i mean uh, I, you know joshua uh, our son who's architecturally trained has often commented that that the furniture that people put in their small apartments these days is not designed well to you know be modular to be flexible to be movable mm. there are some companies that make stuff like that that you can you know like room dividers that you can strap between the floor and the ceiling with extenders that, that Tighten up against the ceiling and so forth, so you can move things around. I think that's really the way of the future for people, that, um, and we are one of those people now that living in smaller apartments, smaller
0: spaces. Yeah.
1: Um, that if you want it to be modular, flexible, movable, uh, so it can adjust to your needs, or if you buy something that you know, if you buy a huge fixed piece of furniture and it doesn't work, you're stuck with it. Yeah. I think everyone listening to this podcast is thinking or looking even at some horrible object they bought. Mm. The, the time seemed like a good idea. Now it's just looming, a looming presence that reminds them of their bad decision. Actually, they should just get rid of it.
0: Yeah, it definitely. wasn't the right thing.
1: But you can do a little mock-up before you put something in. I often do a, a you know, a floor plan uh, or cut something out the size of a piece, of large piece of furniture, and just try and see how it fitted on the floor. When, when Sam and Mina were doing their bathroom, mm. and they were trying to work out how the bath would work, I actually cut something to size you had a very good idea how big it was yeah and then you could move it around on the floor to see how it would work if it would work before you actually brought something up the stairs yeah which was a bit like right said fred
0: (laughs) that's it my friends did that actually because
1: they had to reinforce
0: that upstairs the floor in there to get this bath in so yeah that's a great idea mark it out and yes Luckily I know quite a few handicrafty people so in recent years if I've wanted new furniture I've asked them all could you make this for me like I'm happy to pay I'll show them my design they'll be like Sarah that design's rubbish it should be more like this so yeah basic flat pack furniture isn't for me it's it's a no go, and I try and avoid that all cast.
1: Well, to be fair, I put some IKEA stuff on um, on casters. Mm. You know, there are companies that make casters, like the sort of thing you put under your washing machine, yeah, you know, which are adjustable. So you can actually get things that you can either screw or attach to the underside. I mean, I did a double billy bookcase oh, back yes. to back. Okay, mm. put it on wheels. Yeah, and you can take it for a walk around the apartment. You turn That's- it block things put it beside the fridge you know and yeah even the fridge is on wheels so um it's yeah i I really thought you did
0: an ikea hack
1: yeah sort of
0: that's what they call it what does that mean uh where you modify ikea furniture
1: okay
0: make it seem something else which i did with some of my wardrobes that i took apart so instead of being a big glass wa- uh, glass door wardrobe, I got my friend to cut it in half and the drawers that were in it, I re-assembled uh, and put in side by side rather on top.
1: You're talking about repurposing type you know, yes. things here, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's right. When you move, you know, often things don't fit in quite the same way mm. and um, you, you face those sorts of choices. We had a massive cupboard uh, that we had in, in a house in... Um, First house in London, actually, and we brought it over here, and it didn't fit. And the builders here just cut cut it down to size and rebuilt it for us, and it fitted perfectly in its new location. So you can do that, yeah, Um, if you know what you're doing with wood. In this case, I let someone else do it for me, which is was a bit of a treat. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that's uh, that's the joys of moving.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, I'm I'm feeling hot and bothered now.
0: It's time for a siesta.
1: Do we have any other songs we want to talk about?
0: Well, I was just going to finish off with the ending of Right Said Fred because it's so brilliant.
1: Yeah, let's see the rest of Right Said Fred. Here we go, team. Mm. It's been a lot of fun, Sarah. Am I saying goodbye now or later?
0: Oh, let's say goodbye now. Yes. All right. Listeners, Daniel, thank you for joining us yet again for another episode of Homespun Wisdom. Until next time, ciao for now.
1: Bye! Bye!
2: Right, said Freight, climbing up a ladder With his crowbar, gave a mighty blow Cause he in trouble, half a ton of rubble Landed on the top of his door So Charlie and me had another cup of tea And then we went home I said to Charlie, we'll just have to leave it Standing on the landing, that's all You see the trouble with Fred is he's He's too hasty. Now you never get nowhere if you're too hasty.